Welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zanna. What's in your cup today, Zanna? I am drinking an Earl Grey cream tea from the Spice and Tea Company. This is the first caffeine I've had in months. So, um... <laughs> so a little treat for yourself today. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I am, well, it's a little bit on the chilly side over here. So I am starting the day with a Mexican hot chocolate, homemade, Mm -hmm. and just add a little bit of chili powder and just enough spice to give it a kick. Today, we are joined by Adele Buck. Yay! Yay! She's the author of seven novels, including the Center Stage series, and... This past October, she announced a three-book deal with a new imprint at Harlequin. Woo! Adele is originally from New Hampshire. She lives currently in D.C. with her husband and their neurotic cats. Welcome to the program, Adele. Thank you for having me. So what are you excited about for the coming year? Well, super excited about turning in on my current manuscript in mid-January to my editor, John Jacobson who is a delight. I have worked with them before. They, they edited Angling for You and Handy for You and are just such wonderful. Just Sometimes you work with someone who just levels you up and that's John is that. Uh, oh, so wonderful. I'm super awesome. excited for that. Yeah, it's always awesome. good to find creative people to work with who make you do better. Yes. You can see your vision, which is yes, really great. very much so. So you've been working with John for a little while on some of your previous work. How did it come about with Harlequin? I first virtually met John uh, because I was a big fan of Felicia Grossman's historicals. Uh, She writes wonderful historicals with Jewish main characters, just meticulously researched, full of emotion. And I was squeeing over one of her books on Twitter and I got a a direct message from John just thanking me because they love those books so much too. And so we started chatting a little bit and I had submitted a couple of things in open calls to to Harlequin. And at that time they were freelancing uh, with Karina Press. Then they got in touch with me early spring or late winter last year and let me know that they were being recruited over to for a full-time position at Desire. They knew that I had gone through various job changes and life changes, and they had been working as an academic, also kind of in a similar day job that I have. And so talked with them about stuff and was a sounding board. And then literally on my birthday, we're driving to my birthday dinner and we're texting back and forth because it was the final negotiations. <laughs> and they went to to Desire and, and then fast forward two books and, and several months later, and I I get, we usually would have a, a, a Zoom call after I uh, got manuscript back to, to talk through any issues after, after I got a chance to look at their notes and all of that. And they said, you know, I'd love to have a Zoom call with you about handy for you, but also there's some stuff going on at Desire I'd like to talk to you about. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So we get on this call and and they, they tell me that, you know, Desire as we know it is it's going away and they're starting a new line and it's currently called Harlequin's sexy new contemporary line <laughs> they don't have a name for it yet um and title tbd <laughs> yeah they and they they offered me the opportunity to for the first time in my life because i had written had to write full manuscripts to get anybody to look at anything mm-hmm. they invited me to put put in a proposal a synopsis proposal and three chapters so i did and then a few weeks later i i got a little do you have time for a call like like you know DM and 
I, you know, I had been in the trenches now for years, right? I had right. an agent for about four years and then she and I parted ways very amicably close to the beginning of the pandemic because just stuff wasn't selling. And she thought, you know, she, she, she's like, I don't, I think it's maybe the way I'm selling your work. It's just somehow it's not connecting. Right. And I said, you know, at that point I was so bludgeoned. I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a, about a year ago, I had started querying for another agent. So it had been a couple of years I'd been agentless and, and I, so I had never had a good news thing like this before in publishing, never. And so we have the call and they offered me a two book deal. And I was really expecting, honestly, uh, I, I was like thinking, okay, they're gonna ask me to revise, resubmit, write another couple chapters, which I've, I was not expecting. Here, do you want this? <laughs> what? And so I said, you know, give me a little bit of time. There's one agent who has requested the full of the manuscript that I've been querying, and I'd like to give her a chance to, to see if we want to work together. And so I sent some, I sent what I had sent to, to John, to this, to the agent, and with a message saying, you know, hey, this is a completely different project. Uh, they're not offered this, you know, and I get another email the next day. Do you have time for a call? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and so uh, by the end of that call, I was started to be represented by Katie Shapotelier at the Donald Bass Agency. I've got my laptop on my lap and I get an email from Katie saying, you know, this, that, the other thing, negotiation, negotiation, they offered you a third book. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. my goodness. Yeah. And I was like, this woman is earning her 15% right out of the gate. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so that's how that came about. It's one of those stories that you, you hear sometimes about people doing things out of order. And mm -hmm. I had always done everything in order. I had you know, tried to really just absolutely toe every line and be really careful. And, and all of a sudden, all of this stuff starts spilling out and it's really wonderful and embrace the chaos <laughs> embrace the chaos and, and yeah, because exactly because katie is 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 the she's the head of their subrights division at the agency she's very keen on subrights and so she's like when we had our first call she said oh well, you know i'll see if i can get your uh maybe get you some audio deals for your self-published work and i thought oh yeah sure okay <laughs> and couple months I'll, later, I'll I believe get it a, when I see it. <laughs> another another yes. email saying they, you know, got an offer from Tantor Media for the center stage series. So that's going to be coming out in audio starting really close to my birthday, a year after Wonderful. this whole run started. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind last few months. I, I keep, I, I keep, I keep like, got this, this feeling now. It's like, I, I want to announce more good news. <laughs> <laughs> Keep we the, want to announce that rolling. with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're so excited for you. We That's are very sad. excited for you. Have you been able to select your narrators as yet? Or are you not that nut? We, we just recently announced we're, it's going to be a single narrator because uh, this, uh, the center stage series is written in very short scenes that alternate. Yes. And I think yeah. having a dual narrator with that structure would be very jarring. She, I believe, is newer to narration. This is not her, this will not be her first books, but um, but she's newer to narration. She's a Hollywood actress. Her name is Monica Plant. And uh, she had actually been on Nashville, which is a show that okay, Mr. Wow. B and I watched religiously <laughs> uh, because we're both suckers for a good soap opera and the music was amazing. So yeah, so I'm really excited to hear what she does with Acting Up, which is the first book in the series. 
Yeah. Which and I, I read yesterday, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. And, oh, and yeah. loved it. It was so thank much you. fun. So my thing, I, I'm i a new person to romance. So, okay. So we were like, oh, we're interviewing Adele. And I'm like, oh, I should read that. <laughs> and just, and she's like, which, which one should, I don't have much time. Which one should I read? And Jen said, start with Either that. The- Either that or The Wedding Date, which is actually a novella. Um, Well, I'm going to go back and read all of them now because I had so much fun reading Acting Out. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And that Center Sage series, for those who don't know, there are four books. Is that right? Uh, There are four books in uh, the Center Stage series, and they're set in a regional theater. The Um, first one is. The the first first one is. That's right. They're yep. standalones, but they're interconnected. So you you can you see some of the up, method, method acting, acting, uh, acting act- lessons and fast acting. Yeah, I have yeah. them here on my Kindle. <laughs> fast acting is the shortest one and it takes place over a uh, the weekend destination wedding of the couple in book two. Oh, uh, okay. So that's why fast acting is kind of a joke as a title. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, 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 like, we like our pun titles and romance. This is kind of a... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> as as absolutely. a novice to romance, I must say I do appreciate the punny titles. <laughs> yeah, well, There's... that's kind of that's handy for you is a super punny title because uh-huh. first of all, it's it's you know the the heroine is a first time homeowner and uh-huh. she's freaked out. He, her next door neighbor, who is ever so handy right next door, handy is also man. a handy, handy guy. In terms of replacing her faucet in her kitchen when it starts to right. leak, yeah. and he's also pretty handy, <laughs> <laughs> and which is important for Rose. layers. It has layers. It has, it has it's layers. a triple entendre. Let me tell right. you. <laughs> we love the triple entendres. So you had previous experience in in theater, which I was I'm guessing is the impetus for the Center Stage series. And so, yes. how much of that? How much of that experience went into the books? A lot, especially especially acting up. So acting up is, I was reading some some theater set romances that were just really getting things very oddly wrong for anybody who's actually been in that world. Because I was a I was an actress and a stage manager at different points in my career when I was young, and so I wanted to do a few different things. First of all, I had written two manuscripts prior to these books. Both of them were modern day Jane Austen pastiche. The first one was a spin on Persuasion, which is my favorite. I will never see the light of day. It's utter garbage. <laughs> um, and the second one is called Software and Sensibility. And yet another punny title. Yet another punny title. I couldn't come up with a good persuasion title for that one, which is another reason why I, you know, it will stay in the virtual drawer. <laughs> I was keen to write more in a category length. And also one of the one of the issues that people had told me, especially about the first manuscript, not so much about the second one, was that my pacing was too slow. So that's why that's why the short scenes, honestly, because it made me think. I didn't get sort of wallow in stuff. I couldn't wallow in dis- in big descriptions. I couldn't, you know, I, I had to kind of keep it snappy and keep it moving. And, it, and uh, so it, that book taught me some stuff about pacing that I needed to learn. And the other thing I really wanted to do is, was I wanted to keep doing an Austin pastiche-ish thing. So I went for something as completely obscure. Acting Up is actually a modern pastiche or spin on Lady Susan. Wow. Uh, yeah. 
going go for the deep cuts. Yeah. Going for the deep wow. cuts. That's Do you why... know it was written by a librarian? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's why Susan and Alicia have their email exchanges at the end of almost oh, yeah. every yeah, chapter yeah, yeah. because Lady Susan is an epistolary novel. Ah, yeah. Which okay. I love the epistolary novels and, and yes. the emails, the emails make that book for me. Thank so, you. I think they're great. Yeah. Well, and what's funny was that when I first wrote the first draft, I, I used to be deep, 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 deep into the Miss Fisher Mysteries fandom. And, <laughs> and yes, full a... disclosure audience, this is how we all know each other. So, yes. <laughs> um, and so, so uh, one of our, one of our friends, Rosemary, uh, when I, I basically finished, I, I, I would share scenes as I was writing yeah, yeah. With, with the writing group. And I would, I finished acting up the first draft sent that sent that that off to the slack channel and took uh, took a power nap i was exhausted and when i came back rosemary said oh this is really good i think alicia's up to something ah, and i in the in the first draft alicia was i thought she was entirely underwritten she was a cipher even to me yeah uh, she was just there for you know to to bounce stuff off of Susan and so we could see Susan as an unreliable narrator in her own world right and so I was like oh that's interesting well I already got her down in DC at the Folger which my husband and I have season tickets to the Folger and have done for Uh 10-15 years I've always been really interested in not playing the nurse as a 65 year old woman I thought that was a brilliant insight Yeah. yeah Because she's a wet nurse. It's there in the script. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so having, you know, a woman in her mid to late thirties playing her is much more realistic. Absolutely. Um, And so, you know, I, and I have, I have a lot of feelings about the nurse. Like at one point, Alicia says to Colin, they're talking about, you know, acting and how she approaches things and what, how, what she does. And she's like, she walks him through this, like, cause she plays this, you know, this final scene when Juliet's dead, she plays it with a lot of rage mm-hmm. uh, instead of, instead of just grief. And so I, I said, you know, walk, walk, let's walk through this. We've, we've got a woman who basically, this is her child. She, she raised this child. Yeah. She nursed this child. She's been co-opted and she knows how much she loves Romeo. She's been co-opted into this, this scheme to marry her off to Paris. So she's complicit. Mm-hmm. So she feels guilty. Right. And so, so, and, and, and it's her father who did it. So she's just like unleashes all this rage at Lord Capulet. And, and she says, and on top of all of that, she doesn't even have a name. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, yep, that nurse. I thought that was brilliant. I, I I really enjoyed that. That's my it's my favorite of the entire series. I, yeah. I you know I, I love all of my children, but I, I since I don't have human children, I can say that I, I love that <laughs> that series. Yeah. I lo- that's my favorite. You can totally baby. play favorites that way. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's it's not a problem. <laughs> Mentioned a couple of times that you work full time in addition to your writing and as a librarian. How do you balance those various aspects of your life? Are you a strict disciplinarian with yourself in terms of these are my writing hours or is it just catch as catch can? How do you, uh, how do you balance those? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I mostly, I, I mostly have, um, I'm pretty strict. I, I have a, there's a, there's a wonderful online tool called pacemaker.press, which is a word count. That's sponsored. Keep, keeper tracker. <laughs> <laughs> it can also, you, you can also get a free account. So it's okay. one project at a time. You can get a free account. If you want more projects, yeah, I got to pay them. It's pretty nominal. Yeah, we'll include a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it's it's I use that to keep track of my word count. Uh, and I've been doing that for a really long time, which is good because I had always given myself artificial deadlines when I was writing on spec. And so I know what I can do as a result of that, those many years of you know saying I want to, you know, I need to hit this word count target consistently day over day over day. So that's what I do. I I figure out a word count. I give I you know my my deadline for for John is uh mid-January we're now in mid-December we'll pass mid-December almost Christmas time and I've already finished the first draft I'm giving it a few days to marinate I'm going to do at least one revision pass before I send it off uh, to them and that's kind of the way I like to work I like to have a deadline before the deadline Mm -hmm. because usually I you know I handle that just fine but it also gives me a, a lot of comfort to have that buffer Mm-hmm. Um, because I am one of those people who is just like, I am, I am punctual. If I say I'm going to do a thing, I do a thing. I, I, you know, I'm one of those people, who, even if I'm late for no fault of my own, I just get all like completely flops, but stressy. <laughs> so knowing <laughs> that about myself, create these, these structures to keep me on track and in line. So that's kind of what I do. I, I usually, I usually come home. I re- usually write for about an hour after returning home from work weekends. I finally started to give myself weekends off that kind of doesn't take, but it's, it's, I sort of look at it as even if I just poke at it, think, you know, sort of brainstorm, think about, you know, how things are going to happen in the next few chapters. And even if I add just, you know, like a hundred words to the manuscript, that's a hundred words that is not on my plan. So it puts me a little head Mm -hmm. and that make it, that makes my neurotic heart happy. And then sometimes like if I, you know, if I'm on my lunch break at work, I might noodle around with the manuscript because I, I use, sorry, also not sponsored. I use Scrivener uh-huh. as my writing tool. So I've got Scrivener for iOS as well as for my laptop. Okay. So I, and it, it syncs up by a Dropbox. So if I get an idea that's kind of completely left field, I can just pull out my phone, I could pull up my iPad and I can just note that right in the manuscript itself mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person that if I have a project here and a notebook there and a th- and it's it, I I'm going to I'm going to lose whatever too it is. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. I need a, everything in the same place. Yeah, so it's all in one space instead of on various cocktail napkins all over. Right. I mean, I do keep a notebook for like random ideas and things like that. But once it transfers from being a random idea to being the project I'm working on, it all goes in that one Scrivener file. Okay. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about Scrivener is uh, from other authors who all use it. And I, th- I used it a for a little while. I, I had a temporary thing after NaNoWriMo a couple of years ago. It's kind of like it's it's I've, I've compared it to other things like, you know, the word or Google docs, wherever word or Google docs are like an airplane, you know, you, you, yep. you get, and you just go in a straight line and Scrivener is more like being in a helicopter mm-hmm. because what you, the way it's structured is it's not just one long scrolling document. 
which can make things really hard to find, especially, I mean, when you're writing a novel, you're doing this over several months. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're working fast, you're doing it over several months. So even if you're working at top speed, that's, that's a lot, it's a long period of time. So like I realized that the the current book that I'm currently writing called currently called hearts on fire. I'm going to lobby for, for uh, it to be called in a hot minute. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Okay. So we vote for in a hot minute. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. It's yeah. probably going to be. What's the interesting thing is, is I've been doing all this stuff on my own, and uh, some of these decisions are not going to be completely mine. Right. Now, now right. that I have a publisher. So it's a whole different game. At any rate, the, the hero, the, the heroine is when she first meets him, he's he's a firefighter, and, and she's, and he's, you know, he's got Hannigan on his uniform and and you know he's it's got to be in a hot minute <laughs> he's got he's got yeah. green he's got green eyes he's a firefighter and, she, and she's like she's like i'm talking to a walking bar of irish spring <laughs> and, <laughs> and, no matter what other edits you make leave that line in oh it's, it's i i will fight for that line I will yeah. absolutely fight. Yeah, that we got line, your back. We got your back. <laughs> that that line, yeah. and also also like they get into this fun, odd, funny conversation. She's a she's a pop culture and literature professor, and he he's like one of these guys who's you know in his thirties. He's trying to he's trying to like read the stuff that he sh- thinks he should have read earlier. So he like he's reading Dickens, and he's like, so when he finds out she's a she's a literature professor, he's like, oh, what's your favorite book? And she's like, well, my favorite my favorite book is persuasion she's says what's yours and he says well i have four older sisters so i guess i'd have to go with pride and prejudice and she says she says you're a lydia (laughs) (laughs) yet another one to keep in exactly (laughs) yeah so so anyways but he's so he's this he's he's an irish dude in a big irish catholic family when i was writing wrote a sort of big description of his parents early on and then I was writing a scene where she meets the family and all of that. And I had forgotten that I actually made his dad like literally Irish and that his parents had met in Boston. And I had remembered the bit about his parents meeting in Boston. So when I'm writing, first drafting the scene where he, she meets his parents, and this will all have a point, by the way, to Scrivener, I, I, I can diverge, but then I can circle back around. When he, when he, when I wrote the scene where she meets the parents, I gave him, her dad, a Boston accent. And then I was doing a reread through and I was like, oh no, his mother has the Boston accent. His father has an Irish accent. But the thing about Scrivener is because all of your chapters are in file. They're 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 shown as like file folders in a left-hand sidebar. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to scroll through that entire thing to find that initial description, I can just hop right, you know, like click right on that folder, find that initial description, go, oh, okay, then go bop immediately to the other scene and fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do that endless paddling, scrolling thing that I can't stand. Uh, and, and that happens in, in, in Word. That sounds way Box. more efficient. Yeah. 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 So much I, more I, organized. I, I love it because it's, I mean, it's, it's really, really geared towards writing long form material because of that. And I, I love that about it. But I honestly, I have written short stories in it because <laughs> it's it's my it's my happy drafting place. Yeah, if you find a tool that works with you, then then you stick with it. Let's talk about the year the year coming forward. So we're going to be releasing this episode in January. So let's talk about your year twenty twenty three. What should our listeners know? When to expect your 
books for Harlequin or when anything that you can say for expected uh, releases? Well, I had initially planned on releasing the final book in the For You, the All For You series, uh, which is called Willing For You, sometime like early next year. My agent is not too keen on that idea necessarily <laughs> because I have so much else going on right. uh, and she's and she's right. So I, that may or may not get released. It'll get released eventually, but I'm not sure exactly when. The Firefighter book, we'll just call it the Firefighter book, is due to be released, I believe, in January of 2024. Okay, excellent. Possibly, possibly February, but but when we were, when John and I were talking about, you know, release dates, they they said, you know, do you want to be in the first wave? And I said, absolutely, because that's when the, you know, the most attention is going to be on the line. And, yep, yep. you know, hopefully I can parlay that into to a little bit more exposure. So that's, so I'm going to, I'm going to be hopefully doing stuff like podcasts over the, <laughs> the next year. It's like, you can listen to me yammer on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, for anybody who's, who's just discovering my back catalog, you know, I do have six novels and a novella. They're the, the Center Stage series is currently in KU uh, exclusively in, in, in E, but it can be bought in paperback anywhere. But it's going to be exiting KU in February and going wide again. The audiobook of Acting Up, so you know, there's new stuff. It's just not coming directly from me. So audiobook of yeah. Acting Up is coming out in late March. And then the other three are following in subsequent months. Nice. So those would be available, Audible, uh, Chirp, I assume, Scribed. Wherever all you the, can get your audio. Wherever you get your you fine audiobooks. Your- yes. <laughs> and we will provide links to those in the show notes. Yes. So I have read all of the center, the center stage series from KU, from Kindle Unlimited, but I'm glad to hear that that's going back out into the world uh, yes. for for those who are amazon averse and, and they were they were wide initially i i took them into ku almost as sort of as an experiment the wedding bait which is my novella was in was ku exclusive for the first three months of its life and then it, it subsequently went wide and i also that's i recorded an audiobook of that myself yeah i prefer to have my books be wide i just you know thought if you know if I could get some of the like the, the KU fervor and if they if they like my voice they like my work then maybe they'll pick up some of the other stuff it's marketing as a solo person is really all it's a crapshoot right right <laughs> it's it's an other yeah because you shoot. have to be good at it all and yeah, nobody and, and nobody is well Zoe York is oh okay (laughs) Zoe York I I pay attention to Zoe starts talking about marketing and I'm I'm like there with the virtual notebook okay okay all right because she's she's just got you know she writes fun books and she's got that bit figured out well then that answers the question of what do you read because we now (laughs) just heard (laughs) well I I I do read a lot I do read a lot of romance I do read other stuff too sometimes I just got from the library which makes me so excited Jenny Holiday's final book in her in her Christmas trilogy that are oh I love Jenny Holiday yeah and these are like these are like it's a hallmark Christmas movie in book form but spicy yeah yeah so yeah. it's like they don't put perfect. that on Hallmark. No, yeah, they don't. <laughs> That's what Netflix is for. <laughs> yes, and I am. I am. I always have at least two books on the go. So I always have something on on my e reader, and then I I always have an audiobook on the go. And the other thing I just 
I have very few auto buy authors, but one of them is Serena Bowen. Oh, another and, great one. Yeah. Yeah. And she just released three of her hockey romances as a sort of a three book box set on an on audible. And I was like, I already owned one of them, but because it was such a screaming deal, I was like, I will have that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I am currently listening to a book that I had only read with my eyeballs before, which is a super fan. Um, and it's, you know, what's really funny. I have never in my life seen a hockey game. I've never, I mean, like I've seen hockey happening on television, but I have never right, right. watched a hockey game on television. I have never been to a hockey game in person. Closest I had was I had my, my parents couldn't pick me up from something and a classmate's mother was, you know, picked me up and my classmate was a hockey player. And so I had to like sit in the bleachers and watch him practice, which is actually really interesting because he was really good. And it's fascinating to watch people who can skate like that. I just, mm -hmm. I think it's really neat, but it didn't turn me into a hockey fan, but oh boy, do I love these hockey romances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've recently discovered them too uh, by accident. One of my favorite audiobook narrators, there was a project done specifically for his voice and he's a hockey player in it and it's called Big Deck Energy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and who's, so, who's, who's the narrator deck, though? Uh, uh, Shane East. Shane oh East. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but he's a... <laughs> he's a British hockey player and, but it's, it was uh it was a great book, a great read. And it was just like, okay, hockey has, I have zero interest in hockey, but boy, these books are good. <laughs> <laughs> and these hockey players are hot. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thick thighs save lives. You get yes. ice and heat. Yeah. They, they melt the ice on their own, you know, which is dangerous. Um, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> the hockey series is Kim Lorraine. Um, okay. and I've never read any of, her, any of hers. Uh, she's got, so there's a couple in this one. It was uh, originally titled uh, The Dating Playbook and then changed to Big Deck Energy when, when Shane was attached to it. And then uh, the second one is The Marriage Arrangement. And again, Shane's narrating it with a Scottish accent, which is a whole other, uh, another, a whole, a whole other discussion. In, in temporary, he has, he has an Aussie accent. Oh, oh, okay. Uh -huh. and well, you know, we like Australians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he does a good Aussie accent. Oh, oh good. Good, yes. good. Yes. He's one of those people. It's, it's funny. He's one of those people who is just really, really flawless with accents. The other person yeah. who's super flawless with accents is Kate Redding. She's yeah. just phenomenal. And I've met her. God, I got fangirl all over her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's phenomenal with accents. And uh, I just, I love listening to her, her work. Her and Loretta Chase, like it's the most perfect combination because she really just gets Loretta Chase's sense of humor. I mean, I've been known to laugh out loud listening to her narrate Loretta Chase because a lot of Loretta Chase's humor is kind of, it's very situational. So like yes. in, in Duke and Shining Armor, I think the first of her, the first of her that dangerous right. dudes, first of her dangerous Duke's novels, the, 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 the heroine is a, literally a drunken runaway bride. And <laughs> the hero who is the, her, her intended best friend chases after her to try to bring her back as <laughs> she's off her she's off her face drunk right mm -hmm. and having been an actress one of the things that we were, we were taught 
by Arthur Storch, who's the head of our department. He, he used to talk about you don't ever play drunk as just like reeling drunk. You have to play it. The, the person is trying really hard to be normal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and yes. not quite cutting it. Right. And so and so he's like, you're you're drunk. No, no. And she nope. just goes back with this. No, no. no. Nope. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. We have been talking all over the place and we love your recommendations. Thank you. For this. Thank you so much for them. And we also recommend everyone reading Adele's books and whether that's on Kindle Unlimited while they're still there or wherever you get your books and your audiobooks. And we want to thank you, Adele, so much for being on the program today. And all of the places where you can find Adele on social media will be on the show notes page on our website, cupandsaucybooks.com. And thank you, Adele, for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. This has been fun. Yes. Thanks thank so much you. for having me. It's been a ball. And you could also follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Hive, TikTok, and Tumblr. And thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next time for Xana's review of whatever it is I made her read. And probably a few tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. Cheers.